What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Lex Pete. And it's your girl, Dre Nicole. And we are back with another episode of Poor Minds. Where a drunk mind speaks sober thoughts, honey. Now, y'all know I always got to give y'all, you know, the fine print before we start. I'm a little tipsy. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, you done drunk two cups. First of all. Not wine glasses, you guys. Two cups. First of, of all, because I barely ate today. All I, all I had was a half a sandwich and a little bag of chips. Okay. Who thought that is? You sound real fucking judgy right now, my good sis. You sound real motherfucking no, judgy. No, I'm not judgy. I just was letting them know that you ghetto because you drinking wine out of a glass when we got wine glasses. You got a wine glass, bitch. We be sharing. First of all, bitch, I got four. <laughs> I got four. I bought some new ones two weeks ago. Don't act like you did not notice. Okay. You better get on my ass then, little dragon. Okay. list this time because y'all know I'm clumsy. Okay, so let's get into it, guys. As y'all know, whenever we come to Poor Minds, we finish the conversation that we have on 96.7 The Beat, which we're on every Tuesday from 3 to 4 p.m. Download the iHeart app if you don't already have it. Yes. So you can listen to your girls. Yeah, so today we were talking about messing with somebody that your friend used to mess with. Mm-mm-mm. And we kind of touched bases on it a little bit on the radio station. Um, I'm not going to lie. The peasantry. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be honest and open right now. I'm not going to get too into details, but I said something about it on Twitter today and everybody wanted me to talk about it. So recently, like within this past week, I've been in this situation where a friend of mine um, was, I guess, messing around something, a, a situation happened. I'll say a situation happened where a friend of mine, a very long time I found out has been, was messing around or had a situation with somebody that is really close to me and somebody that I used to mess with. I don't want to get into detail about it right now because I'm not ready to talk about it. But I said something on my timeline about it. So a lot of people who are fans of the show wanted to, wanted me to speak on it. And you to elaborate. So um, I'm not going to elaborate on the situation because, like I said, I don't feel really comfortable right now talking to them because I've been really just talking to you about it and talking to mm-hmm. my, other, my other homegirl, Killer, about it. But I don't really want to get... Hey, little Killer. Hey, Killer. I don't want to get into detail about it because I'm still mad and I'm still upset and I'm still hurt about it. And I don't want to spend too much time on my situation. But I just want to talk about friends messing with another... Messing with a close friend's old boo. Mm-hmm. So is there a way to go about that without pissing anybody off. Cause I'm pissed off in this situation. Well, I feel like, no, it's not really a way. I mean, well, a way to go about it would be getting approval first. But then I just feel like as a woman and also as a man, you know, you shouldn't want to date somebody that one of your partners done dated in the past because I just feel like it's too many people in the world, men and women. Like for women, it's too many niggas out here. For men, it's too many women out here. You have too many options. Why do you have to go date somebody that I used to date? I just feel like that's not okay. But then also, to go a little bit deep, to dig a little bit deeper into it, um, I just feel like it is certain factors that play a role. You know what I mean? Like, did you... Like what? Like, did you really fuck with that person for real? Like, was y'all just texting or... No. No, not you. Oh, I'm just... I'm sorry. I'm bringing... Yeah, I mean... Ooh, I, no, nigga! I was ready to fight, bitch. I see. <laughs> but no, so yeah, so I just feel like it's just like, yeah, were y'all just texting, you know what I mean? Or did y'all just go on one date and it didn't work out? Like, how deep was it? So how this deep is how was I the feel. situation? But all in all, I do feel like it's wrong. 
But I can say I've been on the opposing end, like the opposite. Oh, okay. So speak on it from the other woman. I've been. What you mean the other woman? Because you've been on the opposite end, like the other woman that messed. Is that what you were saying? I'm asking. What do you mean? Like, are you speaking as if like you mess with a friend's dude? Is that what you were about to say? I'm sorry. I was just assuming. Please no. Don't beat me up. No. Okay, I wouldn't say I messed with a friend's dude because I thought somebody was my friend and I started No, dating. no. I wasn't. Prying. No, 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 I no, no, no. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please don't beat me up. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, my God. No. So I'm speaking on like I actually dated someone and then I started dating somebody that they was cool with after. Oh, okay. 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 I see what you, Okay. So you were the person in this situation. You were the but main person. But I wasn't person. the friend. Right. You were the main person. Yeah. I was the girl like that they were both pursuing. Right. And I dated one person first and I dated the other person. Um, And the other nigga, he just didn't give a fuck. Right. He just didn't care. But I just feel like, again, it just goes into also how much do you value your friendships? Because I feel like it's certain people that that person that I dated he would never fuck with certain people around him, They, the, the girl that they fuck with. Okay, so let me, I'm just trying to clarify what you're saying. But then I feel like. There's certain people of the guy. Okay, so you were talking to guy A. Mm-hmm. And you started talking to guy B. Right. Guy B and guy A are friends. Cool. They're cool. And you're saying there's certain people around guy B who he would never fuck with. Right. It's but certain- he doesn't mind fucking with guys A's bitches. I'm just trying to clarify for because the Because he don't value that friendship like that. Got you. So, I will say in this situation... In my opinion. Right. So, that's a little different. But in this situation, I feel like... But do you feel like it's okay it's, it's either way? Um, it's, it, it's levels. I feel like because if you don't value somebody's friendship, that means that y'all aren't really friends, so it doesn't matter. But if you portraying to them that y'all friends and then you go and do some shit like that, it's just kind of like I who mean, at fault? Right. I guess I just feel like... Because I didn't... I mean, I did for a while feel guilty and you knew that. Right. I did for a while feel bad about it, but at the end of the day, that ain't my homie. True. That's your homie. Right. And I guess... And if you okay with it... Then I'm okay with it. And you know what? Now that you put it that way, in my situation, I guess that's how the guy must have felt. Like, he must have felt like, shit, she okay with it, so Lex must be cool with it. But I guess in my situation, me and him had talked about it beforehand. I told him, hey, you know this is my friend. No, I didn't mean it like that. Not like if she okay with it, then you okay with it. I mean, I guess he felt like if... I, oh. I felt like, well, if you okay with it, like if he was okay with it, then I'm okay with it. Right, and that's how he felt. But no, you said that you feel like he felt like, well, if your friend was okay with it, then you was okay with it. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, well, I mean, I'm saying either- I felt like he, if he felt like, like he felt like, well, if, no, I'm saying I felt like if you're okay with doing that to your friend, Right. I okay. Now see what you feel like, but it's probably the same. Whatever. So he probably felt like if she's okay with it, then Lex must be okay with it. Then, like, right. But no, the way I mean it, sis, is like he feels like, well, as long if she okay with it, then I'm okay with it. Right. Like if your friend was okay with it, then he okay with it. Not it. Not nothing to do with you. Right. Because he know you ain't okay with it. Right. Just like oh boy, he knew oh boy wasn't okay with it, but I just felt like if you okay with it, then I'm cool with it because. That's your homie, not mine. But at the end of the day, I just feel like this. Me and this guy, you know how I used to talk about him. Like, we are really close. Like, we're close. 
we had a very important friendship to me outside of, you know, whatever we were romantically. So I felt like it's more of a respect thing. Like nobody had no respect for me. And at the end of the day, I don't want to cry and get emotional, but I am. The wine flowing though. The wine is flowing, but at the end of the day, I just feel like me, if you're close to me, you know me and you know my heart. I have my fucked up ways as a person. I'm not perfect, but do I do things that I know is going to hurt somebody or intentionally? Never. Ever. So but I do feel, you feel like they did that intentionally no, I don't, to hurt you? No, I don't feel like it was intentionally to hurt me, but there was something that she had said to me that made me feel like it was like a payback thing. Facts. I, I know. So, and I, I, like I said, I don't want to get into it. Right. It's just a weird situation. But in my opinion, first of all, let's talk about me and you for a second. Mm-hmm. There is no way I would ever even look at a nigga that has even been texting Drea. Because if you're interested in Drea, baby, you can't be interested in me, first off. But now, sometimes somebody fucks with somebody and they... You can't. Wait, man. wait, but that's what I'm getting at. My second point. Sometimes, shit, you meet somebody, you be like, damn, I met the wrong friend. That does happen, but... Right. Exactly. We've had a situation... We had a situation where... And, dude, and nothing happened between me and this person, but he liked me a lot. And then he met Lex and he, and I guess because I, I, you know, I wasn't trying to give him no play. I wasn't fucking with him like that. He was like, man, but I like Lex. She a dope person. And he started trying to pursue Lex and I didn't really give a fuck. Right. Cause it was just like, well, I didn't never want you no way. And but she I, don't want your ass neither. I did. But I'll well, say, you did, you I didn't. Don't, I don't. But what I'll say is this, if it is that type of situation, I feel like things need to be addressed and things need to be talked about. Because the fact of the matter is, I was still talking to this person. Me and this person were still in communication. I sent this person a gift for his birthday, which was like a month ago. Like, it was still communicating. Now, if me and this person never talked and we hadn't talked in a year, some months, okay, girl, go do what you do. But the fact that me and this person were still in communication, that shit is fucked up. So I feel like you should, back to me and you, what I was saying, Sometimes situations happen, like, say there's a nigga that Drea fucked a long time ago that she's not in communication with anymore. I'm still not going to go back behind her back and just fuck with this nigga. I'm be like, hey, Drea, um, Marshawn reached out to me. Oh, and, fucking brother. Here you go with these fucking names. Marshawn reached out to me, and I don't know. I just feel like, do you care if I see where it goes? If Drea's like, bitch, no, that's weird. I'm going to be like, you know what? It's not worth losing our friendship, so I'm not going to fuck with that nigga. But if you give me the okay, I'll see what that nigga talking about. Mm -hmm. But I feel like communication is so important, and people always say they want communication, but people do not fucking communicate. I mean, and it's also important, too, just not communication, but just being honest with yourself and being honest with your friend. I feel like a lot of the time people try to make it seem like they don't care about shit or they don't give a fuck about shit because they just feel like, oh... I don't, I'm just going to try to make it seem like I don't care. But then when it actually happens, you care. So it's so like. That's, so that's on me. Because I probably didn't make it seem like to her that I didn't care. Right. So it's like you have to be honest with yourself and honest. But I vocalized to him that I cared. Because I'm not going to lie to you. I don't feel like no matter what. The, like if it was a person who I had some type of feelings for. Like I said, I mean, I done been on dates with dudes. And we done went on one or two dates. And I don't have no feelings for them niggas. Like I don't give two shits about them and what they do. And if they was to fuck with my friend or whatever. I really would not give a fuck. But then there's certain people where it's like it was some type of connection there. It was some type of emotion there. 
And I would never try to downplay that to my friend just because I've moved on and I'm dating it's somebody else. I was else trying now. to downplay it, but honestly, it's not a lot of people that understood me and his like friendship and situation. So I never felt the need to go into detail about it because it's hard to explain. It's yeah, weird. it's hard to explain, but I also feel like if your friend is coming to you, ask you about the situation, then you need to be very No, I had asked about... her. No, it was just like on some shit. Like, I seen them liking each other pictures, and I asked type shit. I asked because she didn't even know that we knew each other type shit. Like, that's how it was. But how do you not know somebody knows somebody when at this point on Instagram? I mean, not to say that you necessarily know him just because y'all follow each other, but if a person don't have that many followers and you are following them and then this person following you because they your friend, then you know that they kind of might know each other. Because Instagram tells you at this point when you follow somebody, if I'm, like, for example, me following you, if I go to somebody's page and I'm about to start following them, it's going to say Lex P follows this person. So... To a certain extent, especially if it's a nigga who maybe have 1,500, 4,000 followers, 1,500 to 4,000 followers, well, you don't have that many followers. Right. So if Lex following you, well, then she probably really knows you. Right, exactly. Because you're not a social media personality or a social media person. Right. So to me, it's just kind of like, did she really not know that y'all might have known each other? Especially because you like this person pictures too. Right. And you can see that, too, because she right. follows you. Right, yeah. I mean, we always be under each other's pictures. Like, so that's what I'm also. saying. So that's why, to me, it's just kind of like, how much did you really not know? I just feel like, again, when it comes to shit like that and having conversations, you as the person who used to fuck with a dude or you as the person who used to fuck with a woman in a man's case, you just got to be real with your friend about what it is. And you really have to be honest with yourself, too, in the sense of, like, if they was to start fucking with each other, would I really not care or will I feel some type of way? Right. And that's, and I think, and unfortunately, and sometimes lie. as people, we don't know if you're going to feel some type of way until it actually happens. And right. And honestly, and I would say that's probably where I dropped the ball at. I should have probably been more real in the situation. And, but you know what? It is what it is. I just look at it as, you know, I'm moving on to a very important chapter in my life. Like, Poor Minds is doing well. We're on the radio. Like, we have a lot of shit going on behind closed doors that we don't talk about. So, I feel like maybe this is God just showing me the things that I need to be shown in order to move on in life. But I know for the past week, y'all have seen, been seeing my tweets and been seeing, like, and y'all been like, damn, what's wrong, Lex? I've had a mercury electro blade week mercury bitch. retrograde bitch do not play don't play with the stars oh that's why this this shit done fuck me up tonight is a full moon too y'all tonight is, oh tonight is a full moon so if you have any intentions and manifest it set your intentions tonight manifest your intentions it's also july i mean i'm really into astrology this is probably something that i don't really get into on the show because i mean i know different people have different spiritual beliefs and stuff like that i don't like to get into that type of stuff but i want to give y'all a little game i want to give y'all a little game um up uh, mercury retrograde started on july 7th it ends on july 31st so between july 7th and july 31st Please do not make any permanent decisions. Like, please don't sign any contracts. Don't, don't get pregnant. 
don't do anything that is permanent okay. within this period of time because it might not work out. So tonight is a full But moon. it's a good time to revisit old relationships and revisit old situations. But tonight is a full moon. But so, not to start anything So new. whatever you want to happen in your life, you got to manifest that shit tonight. Oh, wait. This is going to air tomorrow. So y'all are supposed to manifest it last night. Yeah. Ooh, my bad, Sorry, y'all. y'all. <laughs> Hopefully y'all already know about the retrograde and y'all already up on game because right. I already got my shit together for tonight. So like I said, I didn't want to spend too much time on it. But like I said, I'm kind of just, I don't know. I've had a crazy week because not only this, I had a lot of stuff happen with my job. A lot of stuff. I've had a lot of stuff just going on, like with my little side hustle. So that just added on. to it. So it just added on. It's just like you never know what somebody's going through. So it's like I try to be fun and entertaining for everybody because I know y'all probably like, damn, this is a serious episode, bitch. We not about to be serious this whole episode. But I had to get that off my chest because I know a lot of people have been asking me what's been going on with me. And y'all know one thing that I do value about poor minds is that we keep it real and we always let y'all know what's going on in our lives. Mm-hmm. So that's what's been going on with me in case y'all were wondering. So let us know, how do y'all feel about your friend messing with somebody that you used to mess with? Right. I mean, and like I said, to me, friends, niggas, is just off limits. Friends, I, how many of us have them? Good question. Yes, that's a great question. Oh, friends. I'm sorry. That is a great question. And, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, to me personally, friends, their men are off limits. Like, anybody you dated, I don't want to fuck with none of them niggas. There's too many niggas out here. And y'all know I'm a hoe. I done fuck with a lot of niggas. So that just lets you know, I done fuck with a lot of niggas, and there's still enough niggas for my friends to mess with that are not niggas that I fuck with, okay? I mean, it's always, always. So I just feel like, you know, for you to do some some shit like that, well, you're just a certain type of bitch. But. So I want to move on to this next topic because this is actually quite embarrassing for me. And I seen a girl tweet. She actually blocked me because I was like, bitch, you're a fucking peasant. She said, I got good pussy, great head, I cook, and I split the rent. I'm a real woman. Now, I'm not getting into... Are you? Wait, 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 wait. I'm not getting into the splitting the rent thing, but you know what? I am. I was clowning this bitch. Like, I was going in on her because it was just funny to me. But I think about... Me when I was because if you doing all that and your wait, pussy wait, wait. good, why you got a sweet ring? Wait, 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 but it I'm, ain't that good. But wait, time out, sister. We're not talking about us now. I want to talk about us when we were 18, 19, 20, 21. Still with I'm not gonna lie. True life. I used to trick, bitch. I'm not gonna lie. But let me tell and you. I'm ashamed for you. But let me tell you why though, and let me tell you why I think most women do that because I'm not talking about you know taking a nigga out for a date. Like, I feel like me and you, when we fuck with niggas and we're in a relationship, we'll take him out to dinner or something or do something like that. Like, if he's done this and that for mm-hmm. us, like, it's not a big deal. But I'm talking about giving a nigga money. Like, giving a nigga somewhere to stay. I I, had, I used to have a nigga living with me. Like, we were splitting rent. Oh. No, we were splitting rent. Like, I used to pay for a lot of dates because I had more money than him at the time. You know what I mean? So... I want to talk about the reason why I used to do that. And when I look back on it, I used to love being in control. Mm-hmm. I had a, I was dating. Okay, so when I was very young, I dated a man that had a lot of fucking money. <laughs> and he just controlled everything I did. And at that. That's what they gonna do. At that age, I was so young and rebellious. I was young and wild and free. No, you wasn't free. But I will say, like. Because you was splitting the ring. No, but what I'm saying is when I was fucking with the dude. <laughs> no, when I was fucking with the dude that had money. 
he just controlled everything I did and I just wanted to be free and I wanted to do this and I wanted to do that. So after I got out that situation, I just wanted to be in control. Like I wanted to be him. So every situation for a while that I got into after that, I was like, I got the money, what I say goes. You know what I'm saying? Why you want to be that girl though? Why did you want to be that girl? I don't know. I've never wanted to be in control of no man. But I, I don't know. I was young. I was dumb. And now when I look back on it, that is so unattractive that men, a man was letting me take control and I was running the relationship, but I liked that then. But as I grow up, being having such a strong personality that I have, my nigga, run me, grab me by my wig and say, bitch, sit your ass down. You ain't going nowhere tonight. Like, I feel like you have a strong personality too. So a man that can control you, bitch, that make the pussy go whoop, whoop. I've had very few men that can control me. I probably only had like two. Right. That could really like just make me sit my ass down and be like, okay, bitch, you need to relax. Right. But when I was younger, I've never been a trick. Like I've never been a girl. Bitch, who, I used to be tricking. No, I've never been. I've never been that. I can honestly, from an honest standpoint, not even trying to be funny, but I've never been. Look, bitch, one more sip, you're going to have to cash at me $5. Ooh. Let me put this down. Mama on the budget. I'm lying. I'll give you a little $5. <laughs> you about to go half on that bottle, sis. <laughs> but no, um, so yeah, um, I never tricked on no dude before. But when I was in college, I definitely had a boyfriend who... You know, I was at school. I had my own apartment because by this time I was like a junior. Me and my best friend, we had an apartment. We used to split rent. And I had my own car. I used to um, come home to Houston all the time. Come on, And he didn't have... Do you know what that means? He ain't know. He ain't know. He ain't know. So that's why he had to sit down, like Whitby said. So, yes. So, <laughs> so at the end of the day, um, I had all of these things going for myself. I was in college. I was about to graduate. But I really, really fucked with this nigga. Like, y'all, this was my man. Like, I was in love with him. And he didn't have no car. He stayed with his sister. So whenever I used to go home to go visit him, you know, he was staying at his sister's house. So we used to have to fuck in the car, all type of shit. And it was just like... That's how your ass got arrested. That is. That's the person who I got arrested with for fucking in the car. So it's just like, yeah, I've definitely been in a situation where it's like a dude didn't have as much as me. And I was definitely overcompensating, I feel like. Because I feel like with me being the one that had so, the car, because this was before, this was long before Uber, Lyft, right. so all what, that shit. why did you do that? Because you don't overcompensate now, so what, what's the difference between then and now? I just feel like I've learned my words. Speak on it. Speak on it. I've learned my words. Like, I've learned what I deserved. Like, I mean, I always kind of knew what I deserved because my parents would always tell me, like, you a queen, you beautiful, you you deserve this and this and this from a man. You don't need to mess with no man unless he can do X, Y, and Z for you. But I really, really had loved this dude. And because I loved him, I was kind of blindsided Facts. to a Come certain on, extent. Preach. I was kind of blindsided by a certain, to a certain extent, but at the same time, I didn't look at it like that because I loved him. So it's like whenever he would hit me up and I was in Houston and he wanted to see me, well, bitch, I'm about to drive to go see right. him. I'm about to, we about to fuck in the car. Like, and it got to a so, point to where I finally did start feeling some type of way. And I was like, oh, well, I don't want to fuck. Well, I was like, I don't, I don't want to fuck in the car no more. After that shit happened, like after we got arrested. Right. 
fucking in the car. I'm like, no, we're not about to fuck in the car no more. Right. Like, we need to get a hotel or something. So I made him start giving me hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. And we were fucking hotel rooms and we would spend a night. And I just feel like that kind of started the the bad bitch mentality that I had. Because it was like, I don't deserve to be having to go to jail for fucking you. Right. So for me. Because you getting something out of it just like I am. Right. So for me, like I said, I was in a very, I had a nigga with a lot of money. And it was a very controlling situation. So I felt like I was trying to get my power back. And it was a power trip for me. So, I'm not going to lie. My situation was bad, dog. This nigga would call me, hey, I need $40. I need $100. See, nah. I need studio. I'm going to the studio. Can you pay for my studio time? Bitch, I thought my nigga was about to be the next young Jeezy, bitch. And where his career now? In the toilet. Mm. So, but I'm, but I'm, that's, that's what a shame. That's besides the point. I'm not going to spend this time to diss him because that's the nigga I was, if y'all don't, if y'all recall, an episode of probably about a month and a half ago, I was talking about niggas still claiming your pussy to this day. That's the nigga that's still claiming my pussy to this day. But I will say it's the same thing for that I felt like it was a point to where I'm looking at all my friends getting wined and dined and I was, was like... Was your friends getting wined and dined back then? Yeah. My friends wasn't. Yeah, but you have to realize I was working in a strip club so my yeah. friends were a little different. I had stripper friends, I had bartender friends, yeah. so it was a little different. So... Bitch, you get tired of that shit. Like, giving, giving, giving. And as, that, as a woman, I had my own apartment. So, you're staying in my apartment. I'm cooking for you. I'm cleaning for you. And I'm giving you money. It was like, I'm exhausted. Wait, that was him with the studios on? Yes. Because you have to realize, yes, me and Y'all live together? Okay, so you have to realize, me and my sister had an apartment. I never knew yeah, that. Yeah, me and my I s- thought she was talking about, um. Sorry, y'all. I had to edit that part out because I accidentally said somebody's name. But no, so after me and the first relationship broke up, so let me give y'all a timeline. I was messing with the dude that had a lot of money. Then I got in a relationship. And when I was in my relationship, me and the dude were kind of going half and half. So it was cool. And then like, I just got tired and I wanted to run shit. So I started messing with that dude. He lived with me for about three months just to like, quote unquote, get back on his feet. Me and my sister had an apartment. Mm-hmm. She had moved out to be with the person that she was with at the time. So we had the whole apartment to mm-hmm. ourselves. But basically, I mean, like I said, I was seeing all my friends get wined and dined and treated like this and that. And it's like, you do get tired. Cause I feel like, why doesn't a man want to be a man? But I'm not going to lie. This is going to be kind of off topic, but people talk about all oh, the girls that are messing with R. Kelly. They were brainwashed. I was honestly brainwashed. This man had brainwashed me. How? Because he was like, he was doing shit like, at the end of the day, I'm paying all this stuff, I'm doing all this stuff, and he was still being a nigga. Still messing with other women, but he was like, at the end of the day, he on Twitter, tweeting other bitches, damn, you look good, damn, I would love to be laying next to you. Why you in... Why you next to me? I'm in the bed with you, though. See, that's what Wait, women... he would be tweeting this yes. while y'all were in the bed together? Yeah, stuff like that. Like, I would be... No, sometimes I remember one instance. He, I was at work, working. He at my house laying in the bed talking about, damn, I wish I had something to be laid up against right now. Stuff what? like that, yes, but I was so brainwashed because he was like, at the end of the day, I'm coming home to you. I have to put up an image because I'm a I'm a rapper and this is the image I have to give off. Quote unquote on quote rapper. On, quote unquote. But honestly, I was brainwashed and I'm thinking that I'm in control, but the whole time I'm not. I was being used. And it's a sidebar. If you niggas been rapping for like five to ten years and y'all careers you can't ain't say taking that. Off, I can. Yes, I can. Cause anybody I don't who that. 
Okay, who who have been rapping for five to ten years and they haven't took off and they made it? So that has publicly said it. Like, okay, people always like to bring up, for example, people like to always bring up two, two chains. chains. I knew that's what you was gonna say. But two chains was in player circle. And, two and they had that song, if I don't do nothing, I'm a ball. If I don't do nothing, I'm a ball. What's the rest? Exactly. I'm counting all day like the clocks on the wall. Go and get your money, little duffel bag boy. What'd he say? I said, go and get your money, little duffel bag boy. Amen. But yeah, so <laughs> Two Chains <laughs> Two Chains already had that song, I Would Play a Circle. Jeezy was featured on the song. But look at Miguel. No, Jeezy Wait, was a part of Play a Circle. Talk about, talk about, but look at Miguel. Jody Breeze was fine. Ooh, Jody Breeze, where you at? If anybody, he was fine. If anybody no, was I don't want to know where he at, because obviously he's not relevant no more. You never know what he's doing. He could be like Chameleonaire in the tech business making a lot of money. But well, we would have heard about it, just like no, we heard don't. about Chameleonaire. Sometimes we'd be low-key making their money. If anybody right. know where Jody Breeze at, just let us know so I can see where he, he probably at. don't look like that no more, just like Murphy Lee. I used to be <gasps> in love. See, I used to be in love. I used to be in love with Murphy Lee. Murphy Lee not even fine. No okay, more. so back to the topic. Look at Miguel. Miguel was singing for ten years before he made it. Ten motherfucking years. So you can't do that. You can't say that. But then on his tenth year, what he do? Okay, now it has. Been and on your years. friend's tenth year, what he do? I think he went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> So back to Ooh, life is crazy. Life be lifing. Life be lifing. Shout out to Lil Jazz. Cause she be saying niggas be nigga. And I'll be like, life be lifing. Period. So I just feel like hey, Lil Jazz. for me, it was a point to where I was like, like you said, I have to know my worth. Do I feel like I don't deserve to be taken out? Now let me let me tell y'all. So while I was dating this dude, I had met a dude and he had took me like shopping. Oh, remember when I was talking about my sugar daddy? I had met my sugar daddy. I met my sugar daddy. Now she gonna forever call me daddy. Now she gonna forever call me daddy. I wouldn't call him daddy no more. Mm. Cause he's married and he has a kid. Mm. But I met my sugar daddy. So he a real daddy now. Yeah, he's a real daddy. But I met my sugar daddy. Mind you, I was probably like 21 at this point. He was like in his 30s. So that was like old for me. Like 30 is not old now. Cause bitch, I'm about to be 30. So then that was like older. And he was just... Y'all, he's Wow, to, we really old in the game. He used to take me shopping. He used to give me money. This was the first time I've ever experienced that. So before, like, and mind you, he was cute too. It wasn't like a sugar daddy, mm. like super old. So, bitch, by the time I was really fucking with him, I was on the way to his house like, pussy don't fail me now. I got to turn this nigga out. So once I got a taste or of our my, other girl, Jackie O. Pussy real good. That pussy real good. That, that pussy. Oh, I was going to let you finish. I just wanted to say that go pussy. Off the chain. Go ahead and do your thing. That pussy. She just want me to do you it. You supposed to say one more time. All you want to do is do it, bro. All that's all she been wanting to do is do it. So anyways. Because you be trying to cap sidebar, y'all. I know we always be getting off topic, but Lex be trying to cap for y'all. When we be off poor minds, like when we do not be on the fucking recording, she loves to do duets with me. First of all, Beyonce always needs a backup queen. <laughs> so. But like I, I be Kelly. Kelly living a great life. Facts. So anyway, that's cool. Anyway, I don't want to be Michelle. Shut though. up, bitch! God damn it! Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you Kelly. We'll do a duet every now and then, once a month. Once a month. <laughs> you better count your fucking days, bitch. I so, love Kelly. I just say this. I used to trick. So you is the, lighter than me. So you Beyonce. 
I am not lighter than you, baby. I'm a chocolate queen. Let's not go there. You are. Shut up so I can talk about the damn topic. Get out of my face. Um, I want to talk about this. So basically the reason I'm talking about I used to trick because I feel like a lot of women do are doing that because they feel like that's what they have to do to get a good man or that's what they have to do to keep somebody around or to be in control. Because I see a lot of people that are super popping, that are making a lot of money, like a lot of your favorite influencers sometimes come out and they're dating these men. It's like, who are you? But you don't have to. The thing, the crazy thing about it, and I want all of my queens to understand this. Who, child, when it comes to dating, a real man don't want nothing from you. He wants to provide, though. He likes to. I mean, he wants want the pussy, but he don't want nothing else. He don't want no money. He don't want you to be paying for nothing for him. He don't want none of that. Because if a nigga got it and he fuck with you, he got it. Right. He got everything. He doesn't but want that if, from But him. honestly, I'll say this. Even to this to this day, to this day, I've dated Damn men. you all out. You gotta bust my eardrum. To this day, I date men who aren't millionaires, who don't have, who don't have a lot, but they want to make sure... I always want to treat Lex how she deserves to be treated. Mm -hmm. Like I told you, the last dude I was dating in Atlanta, no, he's not a millionaire, but he was whining and dining me. But I told you before, too, you set the tone for how somebody treats you. I am a firm believer in that. I say that all the time. You go into a situation, the first couple of days, the first couple of the encounters, the first couple of conversations, you let a man know how he needs to handle you mm -hmm. and how he can handle you. If you're making yourself seem like you a bare minimum type of bitch, well, guess what you about to get? The bare minimum. But if you're making yourself seem like you require X, Y, and Z, then that's well, what that's you're going to get. Bitch. Because at the end of the day, especially if you fucking with a nigga who you know can provide certain things for you, what's wrong with letting it be known that this is what I expect? Because this is already what he could do. Yes. He just ain't going to do this it. this is what I feel. I feel like a lot of ladies fear in letting a man know what you want. Why, though? I never feared it. I know, but I, because I used to be that girl. You I did. still kind of be that way. No, because honestly. And why? No, you know the reason why is because I don't like dealing with niggas. So I feel like I'm not about to ex tell you how to teach me. You should already know, so leave me alone. I, I can, I can, I can do bad by myself. Leave me alone. It's not about teaching you. You don't have to teach no niggas. Exactly. But you just need to let him know. It's a lot of niggas. You don't have to teach them. Exactly. But if you that's set that standard, oh, no. then they gonna know. But that's, but exactly. That's what I'm saying. Because like I said, the last dude that I was dating in Atlanta, I didn't have to tell him nothing. He knew how to come at me. He knew what the fuck to do. He was taking me the first day we went going on rooftop dates. We went and did this. And he took me places in Atlanta I didn't even know existed. And I appreciate that type of stuff. And you still ain't give him no pussy. I didn't, but what I'm saying is, it he knew how to treat me. I'm not about to explain to you how I want to be treated at this point. You should already know. I'm not saying explain, but just let it be known what your standard is, what your standard of living, what you're used to. Let it be known. Let a nigga know, no, you're not about to take me on two dates to Ruth Chris and give send me a $200 cash app and I'm about to give you some pussy. Okay. Like, no, this it's not about to happen. I agree. So, basically, getting back to the topic at hand, because we sometimes we always end up talking about niggas and money. People going to be like, this is the gold digger podcast. I just feel like... It could be that, but we're not gold diggers. We're gold diggers. But, honestly, I just feel like me being a woman that used to trick off, these niggas don't be shitty regardless. So you tricking off and thinking that this nigga's going to respect you and love you more because you're going above and beyond for him. Niggas 
love to be men. Okay, understand that. Let a man be a man. Because they've been men since birth. Let a man be a man. Let me tell you something. I can speak on both ends because I've been a trick and I've been taken care of. Ain't no, A man loves to take care of his woman, especially when you coming in a room because he done got your nails done, your hair done. That pussy going to be dripping wet and he love that shit. He love it. It ain't nothing wrong with niggas love to eat that pussy with the white towels in the air. You know what I'm saying? Cause he 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 paid for that shit. Yeah. It, it feel a little different when you at his crib waiting on him because he know I take care of my bitch. So mm. I know when I come home, house gonna be clean, a little food gonna be cooked. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming Hello. home with some nice good pussy. Stop taking care of these niggas. Period. Now I'm not saying now. With a, and I got a new item of the week for y'all. Oh, so shit. we gonna talk about that for the pussy. So um. Let us know, ladies, if you've ever tricked on a man, how, why do you do that? And why do you feel the reasoning on tricking on a and man And you should is? never feel no reasoning, um, ladies, but, you know, like Lake said, if y'all do, I Tell guess. Tell us why. I, so guess, we I guess we would like to hear. Next topic. So, yeah, like, I just, I, I want to talk about something this week that... Uh -oh has happened to me recently um i had a guy who was trying to pursue me he's been following me on instagram for like mm, i guess maybe three four years he always slid in my dms but because i didn't follow him back i never seen his messages and he wanted to fuck with me when i finally met him in person you know he was talking to one of my other close friends jasmine shout out to jasmine Hey, little jazz. Another little jazz. Another little jazz. We have like four jazz. We got in so us. many jazz. My sister, Jasmine from uh, Naked Communion. Yes. Jasmine from Dreams. Yes. And your jazz. And then my jazzman, my best friend since high school. So shout out to Jasmine, my best friend. Um, he came to her and he was just like, Yeah, I, want, I really want to fuck with Drea. I've been following her on Instagram for years. Like, she like she's my dream girl. I always be DMing her, but she don't ever respond. I really want to fuck with her. I'll pay all her bills. I'll do this and this and this. So basically, he came at my best friend on some tricking shit. When he came at me, he came on some tricking shit. My birthday was literally maybe like three, four weeks after we met. So I'm like, okay, cool. I want a birthday gift. Like, he was like, okay, cool. What you want? I sent him a list of shit that I want. This nigga cashed after me $200. Mind you, nothing on the list that I sent him was less than $1,000. So. And I know you. Everything on that list was definitely more than $2,500. No. Um, it was. I had I, I had put a fanny pack on a list, like a Dior fanny pack that was like twelve fifty. Okay. So that was the cheapest thing on the on the list. And he sent you two hundred. He sent me $200. So we got into it. We had a conversation. I'm just like, you know what? At the end of the day, I just feel like me and you just not on the same type of shit. Like, we just can't fuck with each other. And I just feel like sometimes niggas have to understand it's not nothing wrong with it, but some women are just out of your league. Right. They're just out of your league. Like, you can't provide for them what they're used to. Right. And that's okay. I can still be cool with you. We can still be friends, but I can't date you. So, and so, basically, he sent me that. We got into a whole little argument or whatever, and we stopped talking. I blocked him randomly. A couple of days ago, he ended up sending me $100. Mind you, he's blocked. Mm -hmm. I'm not interested anymore at this point. And then you sending me $100. You still haven't sent me what I need if I want to buy the purse. Now, mind you... I could buy the purse right now if I wanted to with my right. own money because right. I already got that shit in the bag. But I just don't. See, I, I always been the type of girl where it's like, 
until I get to a point to where I'm super, super successful, like until I'm making like $20,000, $30,000 a month, I'm never going to spend my own money on a designer sheet. Right. So I'm not going to even lie to y'all. All the designer sheet that I have, anything y'all ever seen me with, somebody bought it for me. And I'm okay with admitting it because I'm not about to spend my own money on that type of shit because I got other more important shit going on. Right. So he sent me another $100. A few days ago, I guess in an attempt to get me to unblock him. So my thing is, I'm trying to understand when do people realize that, damn, this person is just really not that into me. Okay, so I'm glad you brought this up because I feel like this goes into kind of another topic. So when does a person realize that you're not into them? And this also goes into guys always thinking that they're a good guy. Because this man probably feels like, Okay, I'm not giving you, you know, two, three thousand dollars, but I'm a good man. I'm good for you. Because I had this happen to me the other day. This man was like, I'm 32. I don't have no kids. I'm an engineer. I can do that. I can do that. But it's like, if I'm not interested in you, I'm not interested in you. So I feel like men, you prop this man that sent you $100, he probably is an amazing man. Good man. But that doesn't mean that you're the man for her. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you something. Obviously, you're not. If a woman doesn't respond to you, you already done sent her two hundred dollars. Because the nigga that's for me would have sent me two bands but, and been like, "Bitch, I, go get your purse." But what I'm saying is, this man sent you two hundred dollars. If you didn't react to that, that should have been a sign for you. So now you're out of a hundred dollars just because you didn't want to realize the truth. The reality is, and this is for women too. You can't have every single person you want. As bad as Dre is, she can't have every man she wants. You're not everybody's type, even for me, even for these men. That's debatable. I ain't, it ain't never been a nigga that I wanted that I ain't had, except for I'm, one. Okay, I'm and that's because about, I didn't actively but, go after but him. What, but what I'm saying is not every man in the world is going to want you. That's what I'm trying to say. So at the end of the day, it's like you cannot pressure somebody or think, that, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do the bare minimum. $100 is the bare minimum. Because what is $100, bro? My cell phone bill more than $100 every month. But My cable like- bill, every bill I got, I'm not trying to lie to you. only bill I probably have that's less than $100 a month is my renter's insurance, right. which is like $15 a month. But at the end of the day, it's not even about, it's not even about that. It's about these men thinking I'm a good guy, so you need to respond to me. But that's what he said. He was just like... At the end of the day, anything I ever told you I was gonna do, I did it. Okay, no, you, no, didn't. you didn't. And but not only that, let's just let's just talk about the guys that be like, I'm a good man, give me a chance. How do you know you're a good man for me? Mm-hmm. Who said that you were a good guy for me? Who gave you this title? For me. Well, first of all, who said you was a good guy in general? Period. But who said you was a good guy for me? Right. Because at the end of the day, you don't know what I want. I might be a bad person for you. You don't know what I require. You don't know what I need. And that's my thing. And with vice him. versa. And I've talked. He doesn't. You don't know what he needs, so he may. You may not even be a good girl for him. Sex. And I've talked to him about my ex. Like we've had conversations, and I'm just like I'm just used to certain What's shit. This? And he was just like, well, at the end, oh. at the end of the day, if you know what I mean, if you comparing every new guy that you meet to your ex, you ain't gonna never find the nigga that's for you. That's not true. My standard is at a certain level because of my ex. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. So at this point in my life, if you're not trying to give me that or more, 
I don't have no time for you. Right. And I'm not about to settle because to me at this point, that's settling because I know what I can get. And, you know once what you you're ex- and that's what you feel like you deserve. But once you're exposed to more, and this is something that my mom told me too, once you're exposed to more in life, you want more. And, and, and you do better. And that's not even talking about relationship-wise. That's, that's everything. Let's talk about this. Like, honestly, us doing the podcast and us being exposed to a different lifestyle and what we can get just being successful women, I want more. Yeah. If you're not, and I'll say this, if you don't have something, if you don't have a million dollar plan on your mind, I got a million dollar plan on my mind. If you don't at least have that and you're trying to, like, if a man meets me and I say, oh, I got a million dollar plan, I'm not just saying that. You can actively see me doing that. So well, let me tell you something. I got a million dollar plan, but if you ain't got a million dollars, we can't talk about nothing. Because I want to be with somebody who you don't already reach that level. You don't already pl- reach that. What is, what's the word? The plateau. Well, you don't already got well, there. I, like I said, and I want to I want to be able to learn from you. I want to be able to gain from you. Like I want to be able to, to, to be that. around you and figure out the game plan. Well, I get it. I can't now, do that I'm with not, somebody who ain't reached that level well, yet. Well, I, I will say this. You don't have to necessarily be a millionaire. Because I know some people that are damn near. Like this nigga that I know. I know in the next year or two, he's going to be a millionaire. Because I've seen him go from making this amount to making this amount. I'm like, bruh. And he puts me on game. and He's taught me a lot. So it's like, sometimes I look at people like that, like, I can still learn from you. You don't necessarily have to be a millionaire, but you got to have a plan. What are you What are you on? Can you teach me something? Because let me tell you something. I don't fuck with a lot of millionaires that don't try to put me on nothing. What's the, what's the point? Why are you here? Nah, Teach I ain't gonna me lie. something. I ain't fucked with too many millionaires that ain't tried to to put me on game. Every nigga that I fucked with with some money, they always have I'm gave me the game to a certain extent. It was just my fault. So if I'm not where I want to be, I can honestly take accountability at this point in my life to where it's like, I'm not where I want to be because I didn't apply the things that they told well, me. Well, you know, like my last situation. Well, we don't know if he was a millionaire or not. But the way he tried to You better to fucking thing, cut it out. Oh, we don't want to get sued. I don't want to talk about it. But like I said, I just feel like there's situations where men can teach you some things and they necessarily don't. Bitch, what are we talking about again? We talking about the dude. Like, oh. when do you know? When do a nigga know that it's just time? Or yeah. when do a female know? Even with like, females. So I feel like sometimes females... They try to get at niggas. Like, when do you know that this person is just not that into you? I feel like this person specifically, um, he came at me a certain type of way. He wasn't able to provide what he initially tried to state that he was going to be able to provide. And that's cool because I wasn't ever going to ask you for that shit no way. But since you presented yourself that way, now that's what I'm expecting. And then every time I talk to you, it's an excuse. Like, oh, I just had to get a new car. I just had to get something done to my car me and my I, I had to fly my mom out here from um out the country and i had to do this and this and this this is my thing and excuse me if this sounds insensitive but i'm gonna tell y'all the real if i just met you what the fuck do that gotta do with me whatever you going through and whatever you got going on what in the fuck do they have Especially to do with me? You on that stuff. Yes. So, so what do you, what, what is the circumstances and everything you got going on have to do with me? And then he kept promising me, oh, well, I promise I'm going to send you the balance for the stuff that you want, whatever, whatever. And then I blocked you. You sent me a hundred dollars. That's, that's not the balance. That's not even, that's not the balance. So did you send me that because you felt like 
I was going to unblock you. Did you send me that because you felt like we were going to be able to turn over a new leaf? I'm confused because whatever you thought, it ain't that, bro. And you need to just leave me the fuck alone because you're still blocked. And now I just got another extra $100. Thank you. So so we're going to move on to the next topic. So let us know, how do you know that somebody's not that into you? Like, how do you gauge that, you know, conversation? And he lame, too. I had went to his house one day. And that nigga had three pairs of shoes in his fucking closet. Three pairs of shoes. Clearly, you ain't got enough money to buy me these fanny pegs. Let alone the other shit. So, we... Okay, okay. So, I want to talk about... Since we're talking about in being spaces, trying to be in spaces that you're not... That you don't belong. That you don't belong in. Um, I had a conversation with somebody on Twitter today. This is why I'm bringing this topic up. Mm. I want to talk about black people saying... I need more white friends. White mm. people are so fucking fun. Let's chat about this because I have a lot to say. We've never talked about race stuff on this podcast. They so fun and they be having herpes too. No, we're, we're not going to say that. I think there's some white people that listen to the show. We're not going to say that because... Oh, it is some white people that listen to the show because we had one girl who be shouting us out all the time. Shout out to you, girl. I'm sorry I forgot your Instagram name. If I remember it, I will shout it out. Okay. I'm sure you don't have herpes, but so, we talking about your counterpart. So this is what I'll say. <laughs> now, I'm going to give you all a little bit of backstory. Y'all all know this backstory for who have been following us since day one. I grew up in an all-white town, went to an all-white school. I didn't experience my first real black relationship outside of my family until I was about 17. Okay, so... Growing up around all white people and then now being an adult and looking back, I realized the reason I was treated differently and the reason I was treated with respect is because my mom wasn't no punk, okay? My mom had a lot of money. My mom was that girl, okay? And they treated us a certain type of way because my mom had money. So when I moved to Houston, I was so shocked to see so many black people say, oh, I need white friends. I need white friends. Because when I was growing up with my white friends, never once did my white friends say, oh, let's go hang out with the black people. Let's go with Lex and her family. Let's go hang out with, you know, Lex They always wanted y'all to, you to go hang with them. Absolutely. Now, let it be known, their parents would always let their friends come to my house. Because guess what, baby? My house was nicer than yours. Bigger than yours. In a better neighborhood than yours. Bigger pool than yours. Everything. You better speak that shit. I am. because, But it's, this is not bragging on me. This is bragging on my mom. Tad bit. But, but what know. I'm saying is, it's so. why do black people feel the need to be accepted by white people so much? And I'm getting this from, I've seen. Slave mentality. But okay, that too. But we're going to get into that in a second. I want to talk about the tweet that I saw. It was a tweet of a man sliding down a slide into a lake. And this girl tweeted, I love white people. They have so much fun. Since when do black people not have fun, bro? Right. Since when? Let me tell you something. The first experiences I got in life of going on roller coasters and being in the lake, that was all with my family. Now, of course, my white friends wanted to do that. And they were, you know, included in all that shit. But what I'm saying is, why are y'all acting like, Black people don't know how to turn up and have a good motherfucking time. Right. That's not unheard of for black people to want to fucking bungee jump. Mm-hmm. 
You just not around the right people because trust and believe there are white people who don't want to fucking bungee jump, bitch. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not every white person is just down to do everything. But y'all are so stuck in this mentality like black people aren't fun. Get the fuck out of here. Why are y'all so pressed to be around people that aren't pressed to be around you? Ooh. Because this is something... Oh, look, my wig's sliding back. This is something that I grew up around. I grew up around these people. I know these people. And I'm not saying these people because I still love my white friends I grew up mm-hmm. with. These are my friends. These are my people. But have I ever heard Amanda? I'm yeah, I'm shouting y'all out. Amanda, Hillary, Taylor, Hillary, Lindsay. That's a white name. Yeah. Girl. Amanda, Hillary, Lindsay, Taylor, Jasmine, Fallon, Rachel. All of them. I've never heard. Fallon, that's a cute name. Yeah, Fallon is a cute name. Shout out to Lil Fallon. I've never heard any of my friends be like, I need some black friends. Why do y'all do that? So what's your view on it? Being being somebody who grew up in like a black environment, though, like you were always, how do you feel about like black people always wanting to be around white people? I just feel like at the end of the day, you know what I mean? I think it's a slave mentality. Um, we were brought up to believe that being around white people, being associated with white people will put us in another category. Like white is right. White is right. Black is wrong. And I feel like we were all raised that way. We were all raised to believe that it's fucked up. Um, and I'm not saying that us having that mentality is not a fucked up way to think, but I think we've all felt that way to some extent. Like even for example, with me, I grew up in a black neighborhood, um, and when I got to high school, the um, the neighborhood that me and my family lived in, I was on to a black school. Mm-hmm. And my mom did not want me to go there because mm-hmm. she, she worked in a neighborhood. She worked in River Oaks. Shout out to River Oaks in Houston. That's one of the, well, not one of the, that is the richest and most affluent neighborhood in Houston. Um, so my mom worked in that neighborhood. She worked at a pediatric, um, center in River Oaks and she wanted me to really go to a school that was zoned in that neighborhood. And so I ended up going to Lamar for high school, all four years of high school. I went there and it was a very, um, multiracial school. It was very integrated. It was very diverse. A lot of black people, I mean, not a lot of black people, but a good amount of black people, but mostly white people. And my mom really, really wanted me to go to that school over the school that was in my school zone. But I get that because it was a mixed school. So you got to. But no, but Lamar wasn't really a mixed school. It was always a white school. But then as times change, because, you know, times change over decades Black people started having the opportunity to go there because now you can get M&M transfers and you can do transfers to where it's like, okay, you might live in this neighborhood, but as long as your grades are good. So how were you and your friends like towards white people? Like did y'all, were y'all pressed to hang out with them? No, no, absolutely not. In high school. It was segregated. All four years. I wouldn't say it was segregated because we all took classes together. So I would take, I would talk to them in my classes, but outside of classes, I was still always hang with, with the, black the black people because that's what I was used to. And I feel like that's what we was all used to. Like, for example, my best friend Jasmine, she from the West, the Southwest in Houston. That's a black area. My other friend, Bianca, she was from the Southeast, 
South Park and shit. That's another black area. I had friends who was from Third Ward. That's another black area. We all had did transfers to go to Lamar. So, with that being said, like, I just feel like you just kind of attract yourself to what you used to. But we were around those people and we hung with those people. But I never felt like, oh, I just need to hang around them because they're cooler. Right. And this is my thing. And that's what's weird to me. First of all, people need to understand that everything is still segregated. You got black clubs, black churches. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you really think about America, America is still segregated. It's just not a legal thing that's in the books. You know what I'm saying? So I think that growing up. I don't think it's segregated though, because I feel like at this point, no, I don't feel like it's segregated because if it was segregated, I would have never been able to go to that school because that wasn't even in my. No, what I'm saying is it's not legally segregated, but people are still segregated mentally. That's what I mean. Look, I'm the R. Kelly meme with my hands on. I'm woke, bitch. I'm woke. So what I'm saying is (laughs) I just think that it's so crazy to me because I I experienced racism growing up and I didn't realize it was racism until I got older. But I experienced the most racism within my own community. I have never seen men... Because you was in a white community. No, 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 no. I'm talking about with black people. Well, let me not say racism. I'll say prejudice and favoritism because black people can't be racist, first of all, because racism requires power. See, but I feel like that's... That's no, racist to say that. No, how can you we not what, be you know racist? Requi- it's a lot of black people that are you know, racist. But you know what requires racism? I know somebody you that know, to be a racist. That means that you have a, an effect on somebody. That means you have a certain type of power. Black people right now, we don't have no power, no nothing to say, nothing that anybody does. I don't agree. Racism because I feel like when power. Obama. Exactly. And I feel like when Obama was president, he had a certain amount of power and it made people but feel. Does he? Do you understand the power that the president has is not that much? He's basically a speaker, okay? He's basically the face. He can only say what these people are, what the other branches are voting on, and he's just the deliverer of the message. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I get into as far as, but that's a little deep topic. That yeah, that's, that's deep. So what I'm saying is. We don't like to get in too deep into politics and religion. Right, because I don't want to offend nobody. But what I'm saying is to be so pressed about people, to be accepted, to want to be accepted. Because you know what? Think about when Cardi B went to that red carpet event and she threw the shoe at Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. You know what everybody said? Ghetto. Uh, you're so ghetto. Well, it's at the wrong event. What are these people going to think of you? You're next to Anna Wintour. You're next to the, the developer of Gucci. And this person, fuck them people. We make the culture, nigga. They follow us. We are the money makers. And I mean, not trying to be funny, but what's the guy's name who does Louis Vuitton now? Oh, yeah. Kanye's friend. What's his name? I can't think of his name. I can't think of his name either, but a black guy. We're the tastemakers. So, we're we're creating our own lane as well. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all know I call myself lame all the time. You know why I call myself lame? It's no, because, I don't, because I feel like it's lame that you call yourself lame, because no, you're not lame. No, not no. there's levels of lameness. When I say lame, I mean it in a funny way. Like, I have my little ways about me, but it's because I grew up around all white people. I ain't getting no swag and getting no nothing until I started being friends with Jennifer fucking Aribo when I was 17 years old. And she taught me this, and she taught me that. I, I love being around black people. Ain't nothing. She was Latino? No, she was black. Jennifer oh. Aribo, she she's black. She's married now. Shout out to my girl, Jen. 
But that's what it is. Like, I, I cringe when I see black people being like, oh, I want to be around white people. One thing I love about Atlanta, Atlanta is a black fucking city where I, people making money. I feel like it's nothing wrong to want to submerge yourself into different cultures. Different cultures. In different environments. There's nothing, I agree. It's nothing wrong with that. But to actually just really crave being around white people because you feel like that's going to bring you more opportunities, I don't agree. Because I know a lot of successful people, I dated somebody that's super successful, who starting off, they didn't submerge themselves around white people. They submerged themselves around black people. Right. And they came up off of their own especially, money that they already say, had. Especially white Americans. Like, them super white country Americans, they really be the worst. Like... So, I guess just we're going to wrap this topic up because it got a little serious. So. I mean, it, it, it will get serious <laughs> because, I mean, the shit is deep. It runs for it runs really centuries. Deep. And, and, it runs for... And it goes back to, like, today somebody went viral, Ice Bay. This woman is basically guarding concentration camps. She's keeping these people away from their... Their sons, their daughters, keeping kids away from their mothers and guarding a What's that bitch? What's that stupid ass white bitch name? And excuse me. Tommy Lawrence. Excuse me, no, white she's people. A bitch. Excuse me, white people, if y'all listen to the show. But yes, Tommy Lauren. I cannot stand that bitch. She had posted a stupid ass tweet the other day with some fucking ice talking about happy deportation day, ice, ice baby. We need to cancel that hoe. We need to cancel everything that she doing. No black people need to support her. Because at the end of the day, that is some ignorant ass bullshit. And one thing about it, this is what I don't respect about. I'm not going to say all white people. Because all white people are not like that. And my mom did raise me to believe that there are some good white people out there. And I do believe that. I do too. Because I've met some good white people. I have good white people that are my friends. I've met some good white people. So I don't agree with the fact that all white people are bad people. But bitches like that and white men like that, we need to fucking cancel them. Because at the end of the day, because I'm mad that we mentioned her too, but I just want to say this. At the end of the day, we are all fucking immigrants. Even you, bitch. Oh, they're the biggest immigrants ever. Y'all came Let's here chat. first. Let's chat. Let's chat. Y'all, y'all came here first. Y'all came here. No, y'all stole. No, I'm saying y'all came here first. No, they came At, here second. Okay, but what I'm saying is first as far as being immigrants. Yeah. Y'all came here first. Y'all stole the land from the Native Americans. Which was us. Which was us. Which we have that blood in us. I mean, but to be honest, they have that blood in them too, whether they want to accept it or not. Y'all came here. Y'all stole the fucking land from the Native Americans. This was their land. This was their shit. Because we're not going to talk about how the reason y'all got lighter. No, but listen. But listen. But listen. But then then they want to try to say crazy shit about black people as if y'all wasn't the ones who stole us. Beat us, raped Beat us, us, raped us, shackled us, and was having having babies, and with took us. us having babies with us, ha- took us know. from Africa, brought us here, but now we're not wanted here, wait, not which is that, crazy because y'all brought us here. We would have never, me and Lex and all of my friends, we would have never been here. Our friends, our parents, our grandparents, great grandparents, whatever. None of us would have ever been here if y'all motherfuckers would have never stole us from Africa and brought us here to be y'all indentured servants. But no, it's not even about that because slavery has been something that was before. Before they just took it and twisted it into a bad way. But not only y'all knew. No, it's a bad way. Period. 
I mean, because, no, you have to realize that the Moors had slaves. Black people used to call themselves Moors. They had slaves. But slaves, slave wasn't a bad word. Slave was like how you could have somebody just come in your house and cook and clean for you. It was like mm. a maid service, okay? So, but they took it like the sick people they always are and twisted shit, okay? So you have to realize that they brought us here because they realized our strength, our brain power, everything. That's why they were having babies with each other and getting and giving their white babies to these slaves and letting them breastfeed yep. them because they wanted our milk. Y'all still doing that to this day. To this day. Y'all braiding y'all hair. Y'all getting y'all asses done. Y'all getting y'all lips injected. Look, it goes into deep. So let's It really go. gets deep, but it we ain't going to even get into yeah, it. Yeah, so I'm going to change the topic because I'm about to get mad on y'all ass. But I love y'all. So, Bitch, y'all about to get mad too. So let us know how y'all feel about black people just being wanting to be so accepted by other races. At the end of the day, we're perfect. We're amazing how we are. We don't need to be friends with those people. If you want to be friends with white people, if you meet somebody that's another race. Don't do it because you feel like they're uh, superior to us. Right. Be friends with them because you met you them and you to. feel like they have a, a dope ass aura. Thank you. And y'all and have a dope ass connection and you just want to connect with that person. Don't be out searching for white people because let me tell you. Baby, they ain't searching for us. Fast. Period. So we gonna get into the day. Hey, Our favorite topic. So this was actually brought to us by Sharina Austin. And I'm so glad she brought this Hey Sharina. I'm so glad she brought this topic up because I can talk about this. Like Me too. So um she says, Hey ladies, I love the podcast. Can we talk about uncircumcised dicks versus circumcised dicks? How do you feel about it? Do you think it feels the same as a circumcised dick if you've ever tried one? Would the nigga come with every quality you're looking for, but the dick is uncircumcised? How do you feel about uncircumcised dicks, Lil Drea? Have you ever been with an uncircumcised dick? Absolutely. I fucked with one guy mm -hmm. in my life who had an uncircumcised dick, and I didn't like it. Same. It just wasn't my thing. Okay, so... I feel like it's too much work, like... Sex is already a lot of work. Facts. Period. Okay. Like, if you fucking with a nigga who don't got a circumcised dick, sex is work. Like, you got to suck that dick. You got to oil that dick. You got to fuck that dick. You got to do a lot of shit. So, if a nigga is uncircumcised, you mean to tell me I got to pull that shit back? No, no, no. But you can't just pull it back, though. I fucked with an uncircumcised dick. First of all, there's a lot of points to this. First point being... A lot of men, and I hate to say this, and I don't mean to judge, but a lot of men with circumcised dick, first of all, I always felt like men, some men don't have the greatest hygiene as it is, just being men. So circumcised dick is different. Y'all have to realize this is a hood of fucking skin. A lot of men are not. I mean, it's a hood, literally. A lot of men are not pulling that skin back and cleaning it. So I can remember sucking this dick and just remember seeing that duck butter and just tasting something that didn't not taste the duck butter. and not tasting shit tasting different okay that's one the sanity the sanity like it's nasty two you have to realize that this is thick skin you can be sucking a circumcised dick and he's not feeling anything sister he's not feeling it you sucking the shit out this dick you deep throwing it if the skin is pushed all the way up he doesn't even feel what you're doing okay and third point, when you push the skin back, that's like peeling off a scab, okay? Imagine peeling off a scab of a recent wound. So when you peel off the scab of a recent wound and you touch it, that shit hurts. 
Y'all have to realize the tip of their head is very, very, very fucking sensitive. So a, a nigga who has a dick that's circumcised, bitch, you can go crazy on that head. Deep throat, choke, spit it, put that thing down, flip it and reverse it. But an uncircumcised dick, you have to be careful with it because their dick is sensitive. I can remember fucking with a nigga with an uncircumcised dick and I pulled mm. that skin back because I know when the skin is up, he can't really feel shit. So when I pulled the skin back, he was like, oh, oh you going too hard. That hurt, bitch. I don't want no uncircumcised dick. I'm not going to lie to you. And now people say, I oh, just don't like it that, personally because I just feel like it's too much work. But, you know, people say that it's against the Bible to get your dick circumcised. Like, you know. But, well, that's fine. But I can guarantee you when Jesus I have a son, he's getting circumcised as soon as he comes out oh, the yeah, womb. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm not going to lie. I feel like people say that because they, people say, like, you know, Jesus is, was uncircumcised. But Jesus wasn't getting no pussy from me. I'm not about to give Jesus no pussy. He wasn't pussy. getting no pussy from you. He was getting pussy from Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene was not fucking Jesus, bro. She was she was a hoe. She knew That's what, what the Bible about. tell you. <laughs> you feel like Jesus was getting down? I don't know. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's I, a reason why he had to commit suicide. Jesus did not commit suicide. God gave him up and told him what to do. He did not commit suicide. Mm. <gasps> so, anyways, God, that was violent. Nah, I'm playing, y'all. Don't don't judge me. Don't stop listening. Please don't stop listening to poor minds. I'm really just kidding. She was really just kidding. Y'all know we don't hold nothing back. We don't be playing. But anyways, like I, I said, mean, we do be playing. We do be playing, but I don't know. I'm talking about I'm drunk at this point. Me too. So what I just feel like is an uncircumcised dick is not a deal breaker, but I will say I know somebody who got their dick circumcised as a grown man. So if you're a grown man, if you if your parents decided not to get your penis circumcised, do that shit. But I feel like as an adult, if you've already went through X amount of years of your life without having it circumcised, why decide to get it circumcised because now? Because it definitely changes your sex life. It changes your, like I said, the cleanliness. Like, no, like, it's a, it's a lot of, imagine. My mom told imagine, me that my dad isn't circumcised. Imagine, and I, of course, that's something I've never known. Because but imagine having a th- some three inch skin that comes out of your pussy hole. Like you have to pull that shit back, clean it. If a nigga eating your pussy, he got to peel it back. I mean, some, and you can't make that decision until you're like 18. I mean, 19. I've, I, like I said before, I've had sex with a guy who was uncircumcised, but we always use condoms. So I know he wasn't feeling shit, bro. Because he used to come though. Yeah, because he probably, I mean, a nigga's going to come regardless. But like what I'm saying is they have a thick layer of skin on top of the condom. Bro, uncircumcised, I mean, yeah, uncircumcised dicks, that's not the way. I just feel like it stinks. It does stink and it tastes, and I it never, tastes funny. And I and, and that's one thing. I did fuck with a dude that was circumcised, but I never sucked his dick. I sucked an uncircumcised dick, and I would just say I'm blessed. The Lord has blessed me that every man since then that has pulled down his pants don't have no extra skin. Because, God damn it, that shit is fucking... What type of woman are you to not get your man... I mean, to not get your son's dick circumcised? I'm not going to lie, though. When Jackson My son is going to be circumcised as soon as he comes out the yeah, womb. Yeah, that's how Jackson was, my nephew, little Jackson. But let me tell you something. That was so hard for me. Seriously. You've seen it? No. Like, I'm talking about just taking care of him afterwards. It's a lot. It's traumatizing. It, really? Yes, because he cries. Every time I was putting his little medicine on, his little pee-pee, 
he was just screaming, and I used to just be crying with him. And I used to be like, I'm sorry. Like, it makes me want to cry now thinking about it. So it's really hard. But it's why does the penis, them. why is the penis that way in the first place? I mean, I guess that's something we would have to ask God. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, why do we have a, like, why do we have two nostrils? You really only need one. <laughs> like, one? Bitch, yes. no. You, why do you need two nostrils? You can have one big one. There's a lot of pointless stuff on our bodies, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's just like, it's just something that's just there. So let us know how y'all feel about uncircumcised dicks. I don't like them. I'll say Drea doesn't like I them. I don't. I mean, it's not it's not my forte. Right. You know, I I actually used to make a joke about the dudes that I used to fuck with that had an uncircumcised dick. I used to call him Turtleneck. <gasps> and then my phone, instead of having his name, I had a, a turtle, turtle emoji. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. Anybody that's uncircumcised, I don't mean to offend you, but I'm not fucking with it. So we gonna move on. Of course, y'all know we got the bop. Hey, the, the bop. bop. Hey, the bop. So I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Y'all know I do the most every week. Um, I don't have no afro. I don't have no afro beats for y'all this week because it was just a lot of good music dropped this week. Oh my god. Okay, so I'm gonna eliminate one of these songs because I actually have four bops of the week. Can I have four? Do whatever you like. Okay, so, I only got one. Y'all know me. I'm a minimalist. Okay, so I'm gonna say the best for last, of course. So my first bop of the week is "Soaking Wet" by Marlo. Soaking Wet, hey, that's a fucking bop by with Marlo. Marlo got a fucking bop, bro. Uh, oh, what you niggas in for you and this Tiffany. song been hey, out for a minute, so you just heard it. Soaking with, hey, so you just up. listen to yeah, it. Yeah, I just listened to it. It been out for like what about a, two months now. Yeah, so shout out to Lil Marlo. Shout out to Marlo. And this next, QC. this next artist, Atlanta. I, I hate him. I hate the next artist. He sucks. He ruins every song that he's on. Big trash. Not fucking with him. But he the, has, but he got a bop. He got a fucking bop, bitch. So. My next bop of the week. But I guess, before I introduce it, I guess I'll say the reason I like the song is because he was smart. He put Meek Mill verse first. Meek Mill's verse first. <laughs> so it's called Tap by Nav featuring Meek Mill. Who is tap, Nav? Tap, 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 tap. Give it his tap, yeah, tap, tap, tap. Uh, he was. I don't heard this song. Yeah, so I was, but who is Nav? I I don't I don't think. Uh, I really he was know. on that song with Travis Scott. Damn. I'm okay. Sure. He was on. He's on a song with a lot of people. He be on songs with Gunna. He be on songs with everybody, and his verses always be the worst. But mm. Tap by Nav featuring Meek Mill. It's a fucking bop. Okay. I fucking love it. Um, my third bop of the week, Big Crit's album just dropped. Mm. It's an amazing fucking album. Y'all know I'm a Big Crit stand. Shout out to Big Crit. He actually has a challenge going on right now for his song Addiction. Um, and Saweetie is on the hook. Shout out to Saweetie. Rich nigga, eight figure, that's, that's my, my type. That's my type, nigga, that's my type. Bad bitch, I'ma rock the dick all night. But anyways, so anyways, that's what I'm going to do. So shout out to Big Crit. He got a good song, Addiction. I love it. I'm fucking with it. Big Crit's album is actually solid. I've only ran it twice, but I'm going to run it again. But y'all know I'm going to like it. Shout out to you, so, Crit. And I'll, shout out to the homie. Shout out to Big Dutch. Paw Paw in the building. Y'all had an amazing project. Love y'all. Shout out to y'all. But I'll save the best for last. Mm. Because I'm not going to lie, y'all. 
This is a feel good song. Okay. This song, I already know. This song describes yes. your situation, yep. my situation. I already know. I already Whoa. know what song. Shout out to Wale. Wale! <laughs> And ain't it crazy? I swear to God to y'all, Lex did not tell me nothing about none of her vibes. She did not tell me that this was going to be her song of the week. But obviously, if you're a music head, which we both are, and you've listened to the song, then you just know. First of all. You just know, bitch. You just know. And this is a motherfucking vibe. I mean. Shout out to Wale. the lyrics. Wale is a fucking poet. The, the lyrics just hit home. Okay? Wale is a fucking poet. And we about to play that shit on the speaker as soon as we get Let's off. Let's not. No, seriously, y'all, because I know y'all be feeling like, oh, legs bias. Fuck that shit. This nigga is a fucking poet. And I'm going to be mad as fuck that if y'all want to appreciate this, la- this album, this is his last fucking album. And when I tell y'all he's been giving us good fucking music, like... This shit is good. It's a great sample. Y'all need to give my boy We've the credit. We've been on a tragedy mm. for months. Why can't you agree with me for once? Maybe we can be on chill tonight. Ooh. Because that's how it is. You be fucking with a nigga. And y'all. We've been on a wait, tragedy wait, wait. for months. Wait, Drea, let me explain to you. No, you ain't got to. No, let, no, let me explain Hold to you. Hold my hands, sis. You be going through it with a nigga. And you love him, but y'all just can't get along. But like, damn! Sometimes you just want to be on chill with that yeah. nigga and have a good night and you be like, "Fuck, can and we make it right? Can we just be on chill tonight, bro? Like, I just want to make make love, make love." But Wale always got the vibes. I always say this, and shout out to Wale. I mean, this is not my vibe of the week, but ambition, Lotus Flower Bomb, even the Gemini that he just released. Gemini, I can go on and on. Wale has had Bonnie and numerous. Wow. Wale has had numerous songs that have just got me. I love Wale. That's that's like, that's my heart. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Like, I love Wale. That's my nigga. Falarin. Yes, like, that's my nigga. So if y'all haven't listened to On Chill by Wale. Please. You motherfucking sleep. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not being biased. No, she really not. Because that's what I'm saying. Because y'all know, sometimes Lex be having songs that she'll be like, Oh, this is my vibe of the week, and I haven't even heard the song, but I've heard that song, and I 100% agree. I told you! I agree. Shout out to Wale. Shout out to Wale. Shout, shout out, out to Lil Wale. Wale. Shout out to Lil Toby. And shout out to Jeremiah. And Jeremiah. Yeah, shout But out shout out to Lil Toby, because yeah. that's my nigga. And Toby. That's my homeboy. Yeah, shout like, out to Toby. Me and Toby been cool for years. And then we'll do an extra bop of the week, uh, Maxo Cream and Meg. Shout out Meg. to Maxo, because Maxo. Maxo just got signed to, shout out to A-Shawn, because Maxo so just got signed to Rock Nation. And him and Meg have a dope song. as fuck. What's him and Meg's song called? I don't remember. Damn, let you me wanna look, look it up real quick. Yeah, because honestly, I don't know the name of it. And y'all gonna be like, oh, she lying now. I don't know the no, name of it. No, Maxo. But Maxo was also on J. Cole's new project. He was. Maxo is really doing his thing right now. So shout out to H Town. Shout out to Maxo and Meg the Stallion because they really putting on for the H right now. Yes. And I'm really fucking with it because we haven't had no super popping artists in Houston since like Slim Thug and right. Paul Wall and Mike Jones and all of I me. Mean, we all know that was like 10, 15 years ago. Oh, their song was called She Live. Okay. So shout out to Maxo and Meg Thee Stallion. They got a song called She Live. That's a fucking bop too. Yes. Shout so out to Wale, them. Toby, Maxo, shout out to the whole team because y'all killing it right Lil now. Lil Kelly. 
And shout out to Lil' Kelly. You know Lil' Kelly part of the team. The girl. We uh, love you, Lil' bitch. Kelly. We love you, Lil' Kelly. Yeah, but um, we're going to get, I just want to say it one more time. Let's talk about the important bop of the week. Y'all make sure y'all go stream Wale. Wale. On a chill yes. featuring Jeremiah. Absolutely. Shout out to Wale, my dog, for life. Go ahead, Drea. Okay. So, my bop of the week is going to be Rex in the middle. <laughs> but I know y'all. Like, I know y'all like, bitch, that song old as fuck. Like, that song been out. But we but, still need to be streaming Nipsey. But we still need. Legacy, yes, bro. absolutely. We still need to be streaming Nipsey. We still need to be remembering his legacy. We still need to be on his shit. Like, that song is a motherfucking bop. And I fuck with that motherfucking song. I listen to that hoe all the day. Shana no mercy on them. Yes, what? I was riding around with that B12. With the the racks in the middle. middle. Yeah. I pray to God. I don't know. Y'all know the rest? They ain't let my dog out the kennel. Uh-huh. Yeah, nigga be focused on my check. Uh-huh. <laughs> Man, shout out to Nipsey. But yeah, shout out to Nipsey. That song is a motherfucking bop. And honestly, the marathon continues. Period. It really does. Like, people, I still see people tweeting about him every day. This man is so important to hip-hop culture and to black culture, period. So I'm glad that you made this the bop of the week because I still want people. I listen to Nipsey every day. Grinding on my life. Hey, sacrifice. Humble pay the price. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Nipsey. Shout out to Nipsey. And I also have another bop. Which Ooh. is another old. We have like 18 bops. Which is another old bop, but time. Time? No, bitch. Head. No, absolutely oh, oh, not. Oh. Time by Lil Baby featuring me. Okay, I heard that. That is my motherfucking shit too. Okay. And that was on Lil Baby last project, which came out probably like six, seven months ago. But y'all, I'm a real, I'm not going to lie to y'all. Since I've been living in Atlanta... I'm a real, and maybe because of my association with certain people, I'm a real Atlanta bitch. Mm. So, time is my shit. Lil Baby featuring Meek Mill. So, I'm not going to lie. We had That's a, my shit. We had a lot of bops today. Put a tag on your toe for all that cheap check. I'm dead. We had a lot of bops today. We're going to make a little playlist for y'all We tomorrow. We need to start making so playlists. So, what I'm going to do is, all of our bops today, I'm going to make a playlist, and every week from now on, we're going to add on to it. Okay, Let's cool. do that. So, shout out to all of our box of the week. Now, we're going to get into the question. The question. So, as y'all don't, if y'all don't know, you can send any questions, advice, topics, anything to askpoorminds at gmail.com. That's A-S-K-P-O-U-R-M-I-N-D-S at gmail.com. You ready? Go ahead. Okay. So, our question this week is from Jaleesa M., She said, good afternoon, beautiful ladies. I'm a faithful listener of the show, and I must admit, y'all are my best friends in my head, especially Drea, my Taurus sister. (laughs) Shout out, Taurus gang, 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 bitch. So she said, I currently reside in in small Tallahassee, Florida, and I'm tired of the basic men here. I'm over it. I'm a career-driven woman, no kids, and I'm not ugly. I'll be 30 next year, and I would like to consider myself a catch. I love a thug-ass nigga, but I'm getting tired of their trifling ways. I'm tired of settling, and I'm ready to start a life, living my best life, with a healthy balance of thug passion, bank runs, and trips. Okay, sis, I feel you. The type of men y'all describe on the show that y'all date is definitely what I need in my life. 
I don't even know where to start and I'm willing to travel. Your assistance will be greatly appreciated, ladies. Attached is a picture of me for your eyes Ooh, only, ladies. She's Sincerely. Fun. Beautiful. I just opened the picture. I've been seeing it. Wow. She's beautiful as fuck. So, she says, sincerely, a tourist queen in need of a real nigga willing to spend that cash. And bitch, yes, you are a beautiful ass Okay, black so woman. I'll answer first. So, this is what I have Your to say. Your titties sitting right. No, she's beautiful. The so, brow sitting right. Okay, so let me answer your question. You can really get... It doesn't matter. You can get whatever you want out of a nigga. This goes back to what Drea was saying earlier, but you have to be vocal and demand what you want. You're beautiful as fuck. You don't even have to say shit. Like, I feel like when men approach me and Drea, they already know what the deal is. They already know how they got to come because it's that aura that you give off. Don't ever let a nigga right. feel like he going to have to half step because I let niggas know off top. This is what I'm used to. Like, straight up, like, I tell people all the time, yeah, bitch, my Paris trip was two years ago, and yeah, my little Bahamas trip was a year. Like, y'all gonna, but y'all gonna know what I'm used to. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if a nigga just take me to fucking Miami, it was all paid for, you have to let niggas know what you're expecting. So, I feel like you're beautiful as fuck. A man, just looking at you, a man should already feel yeah. like I cannot half step when I come to this bitch. Because not only... It's just about how you carry yourself because you can see a woman dressed up in Gucci, Versace shoes, everything. And then you can see another woman in a $20 Fashion Nova outfit. But guess what? If the woman with the Fashion Nova outfit is walking with her head up high with the confidence. And, her, and with the confidence, she's going to attract the men that are going to do more for her. So it's all about you let me and tell what you, you something. attract. I used to fuck with a nigga and he started fucking with a bitch and all this bitch used to wear is clear plastic shoes. But now... You know what I mean? She getting the most from these niggas. Right. Because at the it's end of the day, it's just all about how you carry yourself. And I don't want to get deep into the situation because then y'all going to know tea. I'm dead. But at the end of the day, it's just like bitches be looking cheap as fuck. But it's about how you carry yourself. It's about how you carry yourself and what you demand out of a person. And like you said, you're good in your career. You're about to be 30 next year. You ain't got no kids. Bitch, you're the catch. Mm -hmm. Do you know how rare it is to find a woman almost in her 30s, that's doing well for herself with no kids. And honestly, bitch, I just looked at your picture. You're beautiful as fuck. Yeah. You can have any, you can have whatever you like. You definitely so can. So don't be afraid to exude that. Don't be afraid to walk in the room and be like, I'm the baddest bitch in here. I'm not saying say that. I mean, bitch, you live in Tallahassee. What's like you, again, you ain't got like no competition. Said, what the fuck is in Tallahassee? Ain't shit out there in Tally. So... And also, I'll say this. I feel like a lot of times we meet a lot of our guys from social media. Like a lot of these guys that are doing this and doing that, you know, we meet them on Instagram. So sometimes guys DM you. The niggas who have been the most influential in my life, I have not met them on social media. So I, I can't know. relate. Well, no, but I'm saying like I've met some guys. The niggas have, who have made I mean, I, the biggest difference in my life have been niggas that I've met on some like I met you in person type Well, I'm not, like, I met, I'm not going to lie. I met Paris Bay on Instagram. So sometimes, you know, you can, somebody might really, they might But like you feel like that was an influential like relationship that, uh, that was the first time I went to Europe and he introduced me to a whole different culture and I experienced things I probably yeah. would never experience in life you have to realize life is about experiences for me Yeah. the fact that I learned about Paris culture and I can go to Paris right now and show you the fuck around and I know what the fuck I'm doing yeah. just because of this nigga so yeah absolutely and like I said it doesn't what is influential to you may not be influ 
influential to somebody else. Right. So let it be like, say you just want to go to LA, bitch. If that's what you want, a nigga take you LA, he take you shopping. That's cool for you. If that's what you want, get out of a situation what you want. And bitch, you fine. Y'all know I'm gay. I fuck you. I'm dead. Cause you fine as fuck. So shout out to If you ever want some pussy, I'm dead. Slide in my DM, sis. Cause I got you. I feel like just exude what you want, speak into an existence. And like I said, you're definitely beautiful enough to have that attitude. Absolutely. So you got this, sis. Do it. Fuck these niggas. Demand what you want, get what you want. I feel like, yes, like Lick said, sometimes you have to travel outside of your comfort zone. You live in Tallahassee, come to Atlanta. If you was to come to Atlanta, you know what I mean, and you want to hit me and Licks up, we'll link you. We'll go to the club with you. I mean, we 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 gonna pull something. We gonna pull some strings. We gonna pull some strings. We can go out to the local Medusa, or we can go somewhere and have some fun. So cigar bar. Yes, well. My nigga took me to a cigar bar, and I seen a lot. And of I went to a cigar bar too, and I seen a lot of good niggas too. So, and I also live in Midtown, which is around a lot of you know nice, exclusive hotels. So you can go there to have drinks and shit. So, bitch, if you want to come here, we got trust, you, we got you, sis. So I don't, I don't want to read her. Oh, say okay, I'm not gonna read her. Oh, we got name. another one. Yeah, we got another one. So it says, "Hey, Andrea, please don't say my name. I need some relationship advice." I've been with this guy for a year and a half and we live together. I have a son from a previous relationship as well. Anyways, me and this guy hit it off from the start. He had a really nice job making six figures. We were going on dates. He would give me nice gifts, etc. Well, in February, he lost his job. And since then, I've had to carry the financial part for the both of us up until June when he got a job. It's been a struggle for both of us, and I've lost some love and respect since I've had to pick up most of the financial responsibilities. His job now doesn't cover much, and I just feel like I'm ready to leave the relationship because this is not what I signed up for. I've tried offering words of encouragement to him and trying to build him up, but I'm tired, sis. I'm not sure what to do. I've been entertaining other men here and there and slipped up and had sex with one. He doesn't know, and I feel bad that I did that. But I haven't been emotionally or physically satisfied in a while. I don't want to leave him in his tough times, but I also don't want to be dragged down by him. Help me. Ooh, this is actually a tough one. Okay, well, actually, it's not because how long have y'all been fucking with each other? That's number one. Did she say how long they've been fucking with each other? She said she's been with him for a year and a half, and they lived together. And six months ago, I mean, no, in February, he lost his job. So he lost his job. Um... What is he doing to try to get back on his feet? Okay. To me, that's right. That's That's a determining factor. Okay. So sis, this is what you have to ask yourself. Is he making efforts to make up where the money is lost? Because honestly, it's like y'all have each other. This shit is hard. I'm not going to lie. Being in the job market is hard. And I understand. So I wouldn't say just honestly leave, but. Are y'all both making efforts to make money outside? Because this is not just somebody you was just fucking. This right. is somebody you've been with for a year and a half. Right. So I wouldn't say just throw in the towel because it's like, sis, y'all committed to each other. So, But what, how committed are you when y'all ain't got no ring? When you ain't got no but ring? But what I'm saying is, okay, but it's like, damn, niggas come through hard times. You can't just throw in the towel. Now it's time like y'all can come up with a plan together. This ain't some nigga you was just fucking and you can't just throw in the towel because guess what? If the shoe was on the other foot, would you want him to leave you? 
You know what I'm saying? I can understand if this was somebody that you just met in the club and you don't know him, but you've been with this man for a year and a half. I feel like at least y'all could be trying to come up with a plan together. Now, I understand you're tired, but I don't feel like you should just throw in a towel because if he's working a corporate job, being in the corporate world, I understand that it's hard to find work. Not everybody can be a CEO of their own business and be a millionaire right off the bat. But I feel like together y'all could possibly come up with a side hustle and make something happen and make I something mean, work. Yeah, I do agree with that. I feel like if this is somebody that you really fuck with and you see potential in the situation, obviously you do because y'all been together for a year and a half. Y'all living together. Um, I definitely feel like it's things that y'all can come up with together to try to get through the situation. Now, if you hadn't been with him for a year and a half and maybe you was with him for like five, six months and well, that shit happened. Speak on that, that's not but I'm situation. saying, but I'm just saying, I would be like, yes, bitch, like leave that nigga. Don't right. But me. no, but this is obviously somebody you love. Your son is around him because y'all live together. Y'all are in the home together. But wait, but her son not for him. It doesn't matter. This, this son, her son is in the house with him. This is a stepdad to him at this point. Coming from somebody who used to live with somebody that my mom was dating, that's a whole situation. That shit is not easy. So, like I said before, y'all have built a home at this it's point. It's not easy, but at the same time, that's not his daddy. No, it's not, but it's not It's not a simple situation. Like, coming from somebody who's had a stepdad and going through that situation, that shit is very hard. So it's It not, was hard, but you got over it, right? Not really. I feel like I still have issues dealing from that to this day, like how I handle men. And I told you this before. We've talked about it on an episode before. No, I believe that. But I just feel like at the end of the day, though, if you're bringing more to but a situation feel, than somebody honestly, else is bringing, so, then, then me, how beneficial is but it? But right, but let me ask you this. If you left him right now, are you going to be better off? She might be. That's what I'm saying. So you got to look at it like that. If you feel like, because, okay, and what I just said, let me also say this. If you feel like if you left him right now, you would be better off then do that because it's okay to put your happiness right. first. Because I'll say this. I'm still damaged by that shit with my step, quote-unquote stepdad at the time. But when my mom left, life did get greater. Mm. Because my mom, baby, what did she do? That. And he did what needed the fuck to be done. So I never wanted for anything. So if you feel like your life would be greater without him, you can't put time on nothing. I always say that. Absolutely. So a year and a half, I mean, y'all have built a home at this point, but if you will be financially better without him, because you have a son to look after, fuck him at this point. This is about your son. So if you feel like your son would be in a better position with him not around, you could give your son better because if you're taking care of him and your son, that's a hard situation. So I think you need to think about your son at this point and what's best for him. That's my advice. I agree. Th definitely think about your son and what's best for him, but also don't stay in the situation just because you feel like this is what's best for my son. True. Because you have to do what's best for you. At the end of the day, I feel like sometimes, and I can't really speak on this too much because I'm not a mom yet, but I feel like sometimes with people being parents, you're always so focused on what's, best for my kid like what should i do for being a parent and it is but you also have to be happy too because you're also an individual right. on your own outside of having this baby you're still you right and you still have to be happy on your own by yourself I agree. so at the end of the day focus on what makes you happy because 
thinking about what's going to make your, at the end of the day, as long as you're creating a safe environment, a healthy environment for your kid, your kid is always going to be happy. With or without that nigga. And I'm just being real. That's just my personal opinion on it. But, but you have to, but you have to be happy for yourself, sis. But I have to to, don't leave your situation thinking that, um, I wouldn't say. But it might be something that's better. No, no, there is something that's better. But if you leave the situation, leave it for you. Don't leave your situation just to hop in another one. And don't stay in your situation just because of your kids. No, but but what I'm saying is a lot of a lot of times people, men and women, they think, oh, the grass is green on the other side. Then they get on that grass and they realize it's full of weeds. Well, so you never you, know, but you ain't no, gonna no, never no, no, know no. unless so, you try that grass. No, but what I'm no, it's not fuck that grass. It's about you and your grass. Make your grass green. Fuck that other grass. Fuck his grass. And like Dre said, fuck your son grass, bitch. Water your own grass. Yeah. So if you leave the situation, let it be for you and your decisions. Not not because you're leaving him for another man that you think is better. Not because you think this man is better for your son or don't stay. But that's all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't stay. Don't. I'm just a firm believer. I truly believe people be having kids with people or they'll have a kid with somebody and it don't work out with that person. And they'll meet another dude or another woman and that person is better for their kid and they have a great relationship with their kid and they like, oh, well, let me try to work this out because my kid has already built a relationship with this person. Fuck all that shit. No, At the end of the her. day, well, it's about you. Right. You need to have a healthy relationship with this person. You need to be getting along with this person. It needs to be beneficial for you right. and your but kids, not about, just your kids. But I don't know, but she didn't state if she would be... I don't know if she can survive financially by herself. Well, that's we don't know that, so that's why we're just giving her advice based off of how we feel and what we would do. So, it, it's a, but at the end of the day, bitch, you know, you don't listen to the show numerous times. You know I'm a bitch who all about securing the bag. Make sure the show bag is secured. If you feel like this nigga is making shit better for you and your kid right now and you can't do that shit for yourself, well then, bitch, yes, play your role. Do what you need to do. But ultimately... Don't stay with somebody just because of the financial benefits of the situation. If you're going to stay with somebody, make sure you're staying with them because you really feel like it's a lucrative and a good situation for you and your kid. Not just on some financial shit. But if for now you need to stay in a situation because of, of some financial shit, I'm not going to fault you for that. So I just feel like basically just weigh out your options. What's going to make you happy? What's gonna help you financially, and also what's best for your son? I feel like maybe you just right. sit, maybe you should sit down and write down like the pros and cons, because we don't know the whole details of the situation, and I don't want something to happen to where you look like, oh, these bitches and steered me wrong. But like I, I said, never want to steer nobody. Yeah, wrong. so I just feel like you need to weigh out your options and think about yourself first, and then your son second. Yeah. I don't think you need to necessarily, and it depends Wait, how you feel. Her first, then the son second. Yeah. She needs to put whatever she, because at the end of the day, like you said, what, okay, her son's happy, but what if she's not happy? So it's like, you need to think about yourself first. You think my mom would have not left my stepdad if she was worried about how I felt. She did what she needed to do. Yeah. And shit just fell into place. So think about what's best for you. Yeah. And then think about what's best for your son. Right. So that's, 
Look, bitch, that's the best we can do for you now. Look. Okay, so now we gonna get to it's the item time of the week. to get into the item of the week. Y'all know our item of the week is always European Wax Center. Shout out to Tamika. If you live in Atlanta, go to the Edgewood and Howell Mill locations. Um, mention Lex P, mention Dre and Nicole, mention Poor Minds, and you can get 10% off of your services. Bitch, go get that pussy wax. It's summertime. It's a hot girl summer. Y'all already know what the fuck is going on. I also personally have a new item of the week this okay. week. And I just feel like this is something that all the girls need to get into. Tea tree oil suppositories. Okay. So if you're a woman and you're into, you know, vaginal health, because I'm really, really into that. Like I'm super big on keeping your pH balanced and just making sure you always smell right down there. Ain't ever no stench. It ain't ever no nothing. Um, tea tree oil suppositories have been a lifesaver for me. I just feel like, you know, I use them whenever I get off my period. I use them periodically throughout the month. And my pussy just always smells like heaven, okay? Um, you just insert them into your vagina. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a tea tree oil suppository. So, obviously, it's pretty much mostly oil, so, so you just leave it in there and it dissolves. So you put it in there and it dissolves. I recommend leaving it in, putting it in there right before you go to sleep. Because if you're laying down, it's going to stay in there. Right. It's going to dissolve. What? If you're if you put it in there during the day and you're walking around, it's, it's going, to, it's going to be really messy. So is there a certain, where do you get these from and what brand do you So use? you can order them from Amazon. All you need to do is type in tea tree oil suppositories and the brand will come up like the number one, you know, like I said, brand or whatever will come up. Order those. If y'all need me to, I can post it on my story and I can post it and put the link or whatever. So y'all can go ahead and order it. But those are a lifesaver. Like that, those are awesome. I'm, I'm, as I'm getting older, um, I used to be really into, you know, if you get BV or if you get certain things, you know, just taking over the counter medicines and prescri- prescription medicines and stuff like that. But now as I'm getting older, I'm realizing those things aren't really good for you. Those aren't really good for your body. Those aren't good for your internal organs and all those type of things. So I'm really into more natural remedies at this point in my life. And um, even if you don't have anything wrong with you, because right now, I mean, I don't have anything wrong with my vagina. I just like it to keep my shit fresh and to keep my shit on point. So that's definitely something that you girls need to look into. You can order them on Amazon. It's like $14.99. You can get two six packs, use them for six days, and your pussy is going to be fresh as motherfucking ever, okay? So shout out to the Tea Tree Suppositories. I'm the PH queen. I love to keep my girls on game when it comes to keeping a pussy on point. So, and now we're opening the space for ads. So if you would like to be featured as our item of the week and you have any products that you would like for us to try out and recommend to our listeners, just email us at show at gmail.com. And we can work something out for you, okay? So is there anything else you'd like to add? No, that's really all I have to add at this point. I mean, again, like I said last episode, you know, I've been posting recipes and stuff. I mean, I've been posting my food, like me cooking and stuff on my story. I posted the other day. I had made 
crawfish and shrimp etouffee. I always get a lot of inquiries about my recipes and stuff like that. So I'm about to start posting that on my blog. I'm about to launch it soon. I know I've been having y'all waiting for a minute, but it's coming soon. So that's Shout really all I got to say. The cooking vlog, the girls need that. The girls we, need we, it. We told them it's time to whip it up, okay? If you want your nigga, if you want that nigga, you got to know how to you gotta feed them. So, as always, make sure y'all check us out every Tuesday on 96.7 The Beat from 3 to 4 p.m. If yep. you're not in Atlanta, you can download the iHeartMedia app and we will be on 96.7 The Beat. As always, follow us at poor underscore minds on Instagram. And as always, just share our podcast. Spread the word. We got some big things coming. Thanks. We're working on our live show. We're still undecided if we want to do it in Atlanta or Houston first. So, so we need y'all feedback. So we need the feedback as always. And this has been another episode of Poor Minds. Thanks, y'all. Talk to y'all next week. Bye.